The two formulas probably do not mean a whole lot to someone starting down the Medicare road, but we are about to simplify the heck out of this. I was in the Marine Corps and the drill instructors in boot camp would call us window lickers and say they were going to break down a topic Barney style. You know, the big purple dinosaur that taught kids all sorts of stuff. Well, I'm not going to call you a window licker, but I will break this down Barney style. Medicare in its current state was created by a combination of two types of people, economists who would never use it and actuarial mathematicians who would never have to pay for it. This dynamic duo handed us a shiny turd to deal with, but by the end of this, you'll find that Medicare isn't that bad for the Medicare beneficiary if they choose the right system from the get-go. It's that choosing that's so hard with all of the misinformation and confusing terminology. Without further delay, I will jump right into the alphabet soup of Medicare and start with several things you need to understand before continuing. Medicare has four parts. Everyone goes over these, but again, I am not everyone, so I'll tell you what you need to know. Part A equals hospital, mostly room and board. Part B equals medical, surgery, doctor's visits, durable medical equipment, etc. Think almost all medical treatments, procedures, labs, etc., except for hospital, room and board, and prescriptions. Part C equals Medicare Advantage. If you choose this route, you pretty much can forget about what Parts A and B cover because you no longer have them while on Part C. Think privatized Medicare that you normally have to keep for an entire calendar year at a time. By the way, this isn't necessarily bad, it just depends on someone's particular circumstances. Part D equals prescription drug plans. This one is simple. It is a standalone plan you purchase with parts A and B or sometimes with certain part C plans. This plan covers your drugs. This includes all care you receive after being admitted into a hospital by a physician. Medicare covers up to 90 days each benefit period in a general hospital. In addition, you receive 60 lifetime reserve days. It also covers up to 190 lifetime days in a Medicare certified psychiatric hospital. Medicare covers your room and board and certainly services provided in a skilled nursing facility. This includes medications, tube feedings, and wound care. It covers up to 100 days each benefit period. To qualify, you must have spent at least three consecutive days in the hospital within 30 days of the admission to a skilled nursing facility and must have needed skilled nursing or therapy services. Though it is normally covered by Part B, Part A coverage will kick in if you have spent at least three consecutive days as a hospital inpatient within 14 days of receiving home care. Up to 100 days of daily care are covered or an unlimited amount of intermittent care. Hospice care is covered for as long as your provider certifies it is necessary. Most of the time, Part A has no cost. Certain taxes you paid during your working years are specifically for future Medicare coverage. As long as you worked for at least 10 years in your lifetime in the United States, most of the time you won't pay a dime. If you have not, you can still purchase Part A if you haven't been a legal resident or have had a green card for at least five years. Speak with one of your Medicare specialists for the latest premium cost. Part A has a hospital admission deductible that at the time of writing this in 2021 is $1,484. Part A also has daily hospital copays that start at day 61 through 90 at $371 a day. On days 91 through 150, they go up to $742 a day. 
Part A also has a daily copay for skilled nursing care that starts at day 21 and goes through day 100. This daily copay is currently $185.50 per day. Part B is much more simple. Now you recall that it covers all of the medical stuff filling in the gap on services between hospital room and board and prescriptions. Part B has a calendar year deductible that in 2021 is $203 one time for the entire calendar year. This is the amount you pay 100% of before Part B starts picking up anything. After that deductible is met, Part B turns into 80-20 coverage. This means Part B will cover 80% of the services and you'll be responsible for 20% of the Medicare allowable charge. The biggest problem here is that the 20% has no cap. When you're on a group plan or an ACA Affordable Care Act plan, you have similar coinsurance structures, but those plans have maximum out-of-pockets that create a stop loss. With Medicare Parts A and B of Medicare, there is no structured stop loss. We will break down Part C a little later on. Part D is your prescription drug coverage, but it can be one of the most confusing or cost-prohibited parts of coverage for Medicare beneficiaries. There are four phases of coverage within Part D. The deductible, the initial coverage level, coverage gap, also known as the donut hole, and the catastrophic phase. The deductible for 2021 on Part D is capped at $445, although there are some plans with a $0 deductible. Typically, the deductible is one of the least important aspects of a Part D equation as it normally isn't applied to Tiers 1 and 2 medications, and if someone has extremely expensive medications, the plan with the $0 deductible normally costs $500 to $600 more in annual premium, offsetting the deductible savings. It would have been too simple for Congress to have just left everyone in this level of coverage. This is where 81% of people stay throughout the year. It's based on where your drugs fall in the formulary and the corresponding copay that tier requires. Sometimes tiers one and two are as low as a $0 copay in this phase, while tiers three, four, and five warrant a higher copay and sometimes a percentage of the MSRP cost of the drug. 19% of Part D beneficiaries find themselves in the donut hole each year. Often this is related to high-priced drugs like Eliquis or Xarelto or it can be related to a variety of insulins and or inhalers. The donut hole's effect plateaued in 2020, and now what virtually happens is when you're in the donut hole is that a brand name medication costs you 25% of the MSRP cost until you climb out of the donut hole. Some people will bore you with a lot of math on when you get into the donut hole and when you get out of the donut hole. I'm here to tell you, you'll drive yourself mad trying to predict it and you'll never convince your drug plan that you're right and they're wrong. So this is a stress that I don't recommend my clients put on themselves. Yes, at some point, people with exceptionally high-priced medications enter the catastrophic phase and their drugs become limited to 5% of the MSRP cost of the drugs themselves. Many who enter the donut hole never actually come out on this side. If someone is on something like Revlimid for cancer, they would likely hit this pretty quickly, but otherwise they'd have to be on several mid-range brand names to come out on the side and we'd probably have some other talks about drug saving programs in the interim. Now that we have a brief understanding of what those four parts are, I want to shift gears and break down Medicare plans. It's important to separate the terms parts from plans. We just saw that we have parts A, B, C, and D. 
but there's also a plan A, C, and D. Now, I am seldom going to recommend one of those plans, but it can be confusing for someone that doesn't sit around and write legal terminology all day. When we get into plans, we separate this into three primary types of plans, Medigap or Medicare supplement plans. These terms mean the same thing. A, B, C, D, F, G, K, L, M, N, and high deductible F, high deductible G. Wow, that's a freaking mouthful. Medicare Advantage plans, the same thing as Part C. Prescription drug plans, the same thing as Part D. I hope you're following, but if not, I seem to be able to loop people back in in just enough time, so keep watching. Let's start with these types of plans, Medicare Supplement or Medigap. Remember, they're the same thing. Remember, we just said they have a whole bunch of these, but honestly, we primarily use Plan F, G, and N, with the rare exception of a K, L, or high deductible F or G. For this lesson, I will focus on F, G, and N, since the others are so rare they'd probably just confuse 99% of the people watching. Plan F, the Medigap or Medicare Supplement Plan F, is the most simple to explain. It fills all holes in the Medicare Parts A and B. This includes the Part A deductible, daily hospital copays, skilled nursing facility copays, and it grants 365 lifetime reserve hospitalization days. It covers the Part B deductible and the 20% coinsurance, excess charges, and also provides a foreign travel emergency. This plan is not available to anyone who became or becomes eligible for Medicare after January 1st, 2020. If you became eligible, not enrolled, but just became eligible for Medicare before this date, you can enroll in Plan F using normal open enrollment, guaranteed issue, or underwriting rules as long as companies offer the plan. Medigap Plan G is extremely simple once you understand what Plan F covers. Plan G is identical to Plan F with one exception. Plan G does not cover the Part B deductible. Remember in 2021, this is the one-time $203 calendar year deductible. This deductible will go up over time, but it typically increases slowly and only once per year. If you become eligible for Medicare after January 1st, 2020, this is most likely the Cadillac Medicare Supplement Plan available to you. It also becomes your guaranteed issue go-to plan as well. We'll cover guaranteed issue rules later on. Medigap Plan N is used for cost savings primarily. It's also statistically the most stable on price across the board. There are, however, some differences in Plan N that have to be understood. This plan also covers 100% of the hospitalization costs associated with Medicare Part A and covers the 20% coinsurance completely. It, like Plan G, does not cover the Part B deductible. The other holes are a copay for primary care and specialist appointments of up to $20. That's a $20 cap on the copay for each visit. There is also a $50 emergency room copay if you aren't admitted to the hospital. Lastly, Medicare Plan N does not cover excess charges. These excess charges aren't a huge deal most of the time. Some states don't even allow them to be charged, but in states where they are charged, Aetna presented a statistic that only 4% of doctors and hospitals in the country practice charging excess charges.